In 2020, there was a very alarming trend where companies started declaring that certain products should be rebranded. Was it to increase profits or brand awareness? No, not at all. They needed to rebrand themselves to avoid enforcing racist stereotypes. Certain brands, persons, and groups were deemed politically incorrect. Such questionable brands included Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben's Rice, Eskimo Pie, Cream of Wheat, and Mrs. Butterworth. They're gone. Shows like Cops and Live PD canceled. Even Gone with the Wind is gone. Influencers, whether you like them or not, like Joe Rogan, J.K. Rowling, were also canceled simply for questioning the cultural narrative. These are all examples of cancel culture. Is cancel culture biblical? Let's take this time to stop and think about it. Hello? Hello, anybody home? I'm Think McFly. Think. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. What were you thinking? I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Don't say anything now. Just think about it. You're listening to Stop and Think About It, a podcast for the Christian thinker. In a day when sound biblical preaching has been replaced by man-centered entertainment and the church has become increasingly anti-intellectual, this podcast will encourage believers to think biblically and theologically. So please join me as we get ready to stop and think about it. Greetings, friends and foes, saints and sinners. Welcome to another episode of the Stop and Think About It podcast. Today, we tackle the hot topic of cancel culture. So, Glenn, what is culture before we talk about canceling it? What is culture itself? Well, basically, culture is it's everything. It's, it's what makes up a society. So an example of that would be European culture, where we would think of it as um, old world um, cosmopolitan, um, you know, we imagine like, uh, uh, coffee, uh, um, river boats where someone's kind of pushing the boat down the, the river. We think of American culture as being brash, as being outspoken, as being, um, uh, very fast paced and money oriented. Um, we would think of, uh, African culture as being more outdoors, warm, um, less, um, enamored with these kind of things. Asian culture is being stoic, um, uh, more thoughtful. It's just a different thing. It's basically the collection of people that, that although they're made up of different people, they seem to be geared towards the same kind of philosophy. Yeah, so it's kind of an umbrella term. Culture, it, it, it hits beliefs and arts and laws and customs and habits and uh, clothing. It hits uh, kind of all these different things. And so what would it mean when we use the term cancel culture? Well, once again, and this this actually transcends <laughs> all these different things that I spoke about. Right. It's not so much that there's a specific American culture to cancel. I think it's more, and, and I don't want to get too political, it's more of a philosophy um, that seems to be arising, especially in America, but most Western countries, that any other, any opinion that seems to be against gay rights, transgender rights, um, um, women's rights, um, who even against obesity, anything that that's not a part of this accepted politically correct um, ideology should be canceled. And when we say canceled, we mean that it's shunned. It's it's similar to what we're going to talk about today about the 
the biblical idea of um of church discipline where we where we kind of push that person out of the church and hope that they s- feel the separation and 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 have it as a re- and repent and want to come back so basically it's this idea that anything that's not mainstream acceptable should be shunned and put to the side hmm. Hmm. So I, I like the word you use there, simply the philosophy aspect of things. It's it's really a way of thinking. It's a worldview, which our podcast often deals with, mm-hmm. the the worldview of the culture, um, whatever culture that may be, and the biblical worldview uh, concerning things. Um, and it seems like people have to use some kind of a standard for that. Well, before you even jump there. Uh, what look we're not exempt from this right there is a christian culture this idea that you know sex before marriage that you know you go to church on sunday that you have bible study tuesday wednesday that you know you stay longer at church even after the service is over that you have fellowship that you read the bible that you pray before meals that is a cultural microcosm of the greater culture like we are we have our own culture that we involved in. So it's not a negative thing. And and in some respects, culture is by definition exclusionary in, in a sense. But I think it's we're gonna and we're gonna talk about it more as we go along. It, it's never that militant. You know, we're willing to 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 eat with unbelievers because a part of our culture is to evangelize to them, is to go out to them and 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 to try to to explain to them the benefits, the joy of being within Christ. Yeah, show kindness. Uh, you know, I can bring a plate of cookies over to an unbeliever, it, whether they come to Christ or not. They can just enjoy the cookies. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I I agree. I agree. And it seems though that when you want to cancel something, there has to be a standard by which you want to do that. Um, and yeah, it's a, a Bible, so to speak, right? <laughs> their, their own canon that we they have, and. and uh, not to cut you again, but you know we we dealt with this in another podcast where it's it's these when we talked about the matrix of of racial hierarchy or oppression hierarchy, right? And I would say you could take that oppression hierarchy where they say based on your level of oppression, and you can just kind of remove the oppression part, and that's literally the standard. <laughs> right, right, and and it seems though when you're thinking with the through a biblical lens that some people. Most people that are offended at things that the Bible affirms don't realize that they are more offended at what offends them rather than what offends God himself. Right. And (laughs) God is offended at, at, at things that violate his word. I mean, he did flood the world, right? I don't think he did that because he thought, hey, everybody's doing exactly what I want them to do. Right, right. He didn't just, you know, open the drain that day and just let it flow. He, mm-hmm. he, you know, he did that, uh, you know, uh, in, in that respect. I, he canceled everybody, but he but he didn't cancel everybody. He saved eight. Um, and so uh, I, I think that when we're thinking about this concept of cancel culture, um, obviously this kind of thing began back in the garden when – uh, the serpent came along and said, did God really say, I mean, he was trying to cancel out God's word. He was trying to like, uh, uh, um, 
deter them and to take another route and don't you don't need what god said i mean do you really say that are you sure about that is that really what we have to go by let's just toss it out and they wanted uh he wanted them to listen to him instead of listening to god so he didn't want to be canceled but he's got no problem trying to cancel uh the word of god and uh preached a message on psalm chapter 2 uh, about raging nations and a righteous God. And there was one particular verse here that um, really spoke of cancel culture, I believe. But let me just read the, the, the previous verses. It says, Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel, listen to this, together. So they want their own counsel. They don't want anybody else in there, especially the Lord. And they take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. And here it is saying, let us burst their bonds apart and cast their cords from us. So they didn't want God's seemingly restrictive bounds to keep them on the straight and narrow. They didn't want God's word. They didn't want God's law. They didn't want God's truth. They wanted to burst out from that. Get get that out away from us. Um, We don't want to we don't want our train to to run on those train tracks. We want to jump off the tracks and do our own thing. So let's get rid of that so that there's nothing holding us back. Yeah. I think those are some great examples, uh, Pastor Phil, um, that it's not nothing new. It's something that's been going on for a long time. It's in the Bible. It's in every era, but I, I think it's egregious. I think it's rising to the level of concern right now. Um, I, as you were talking and as we we're discussing it, something that came to my mind about we've been done podcast about how, you know, they believe there's no absolute truth and that everything is kind of relative to the person. But yet the same people who believe this at the same time, right, do have absolute truths. They have set up this criteria and this met- metrics by which if you do not adhere to these things, you need to be kicked out. Well, then, well, then it's then we don't have our own personal truths, right? right? We don't have our own <laughs> metrics, and so I think there's a there's a I, you love this word, right? That hypocrisy that 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 is pervading through all these things. So there is no standard, and yet they've created their own standard. The example I want to jump to was the Tower of Babel, Ooh. right? Where they made a name for themselves. They wanted to build their own tower, and they wanted to go to and be as great as God. And that's what it is. At the end of the day, and I know we can, we're going to sound like a broken record because it's true. Man is at war with God, and all these different things are, are done to replace God. And they're mimicking what God does, but it just doesn't work. Yeah, at the Tower of Babel. They wanted to make their name great, and if they wanted to make their name great, whose name did they not want to be great? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, they wanted to cancel his name, so to speak. Um, and man is forever trying to do that. Man is forever trying to make their name great and get rid of uh, anything that has semblance of God and his truth. So, like, let's just get rid of it. And I'm sure there's someone listening, oh, come on, again, this cancel culture stuff. You guys are just supporting bigots and racists and homophobes. And you guys are from the 1950s, 1960s. You're trying to go back to this America where everybody was closeted and, you know, women couldn't leave the marriages they were in. And you just don't want to deal with progress. You don't want to come to the thing. And we need to get rid of these people because who should we shouldn't listen to racists and bigots and chauvinists and you know, womanizers and, you know, bites, by this is great. 
you know, cancel culture is great because we're not giving voice and power to these bullies. You know, what do we say to those people? I mean, yeah, it's a good question. Is can is cancel culture bad? I mean, are we just are we just like you know what do they say? Get off my lawn. Are we old guys who are just saying get off my lawn? <laughs> Which is another way to cancel people. Yeah, basically, basically. Yeah, um, but but again, you know, so they're saying, well, you know, what happened in the past was bad. You know, the people from the past, like, they were foolish. They didn't know anything. But we, we today, we are so intelligent and we have all this technology and, you know, science agrees with us and, you know, we have history on our side. And so they're taking their standard right now and what happens in 50 years when people look back at the people now they're going to say oh well those people weren't very progressive because you know like and, and it's like it's a never-ending train no I, I definitely agree with that and so and so an example today to show you how bad it is well with cancel culture if it was just a matter of hey we're we're going to shut up these guys who are saying these things that we don't like okay all right you know hey I think I believe in free will. I also believe you have the free will to not associate with people you don't want to associate with. That's fine. Does that mean that the person should lose their job? That they're that they should not be able to provide for their families because you have a political disagreement. You have a philosophical disagreement. They're not physically harming anyone. They're not committing a crime. They just don't believe in climate change. They just don't believe that a man could be a woman and transfer back and forth all day depending on how they feel. You know, they, they don't believe in, in, in whatever that particular standard is. And so that means they shouldn't have... I'm going to give you a perfect example. And I think we talked about it before. And this is going to... I'm telling you, depending on how you think about cancel culture, this is going to bother you or not bother you. So there's a lady in Manhattan who sees a, a black man with a dog in an area where there is not supposed to be any dogs or a dog has to be on a leash. She panics and says, put a leash on that dog. The guy says, no, I'm not doing that. She says, I'm going to call the police. I'm going to tell them that you're causing trouble and you're harassing me. So one side looks at that and says, this lady is racist. She's just picking on this man because he's black. And she's going back to this whole old stereotype of you know where white women used to say black men were raping them, so that and the, the and then the 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 powers that be would automatically send that man to jail without any due process. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, this is what it is. They came up with a term called a Karen for that, where it's a hysterical white woman reacting hysterically, and it's really racist because they assume that a black man is a criminal. Okay, <laughs> all right. Would I, do I think that was probably the best use of her time? Do I think she was being irrational and being a little extra with what she's doing? Yes, I definitely agree with that. Now, does that mean, this is the aftermath now, where they got her kicked out of her, they were trying to get her kicked out of the apartment, they got her fired, and they were putting her name and video all over the place and talking badly about her for one incident that happened for a few seconds where she probably, you don't know what she was going through. She might have been going through a situation. She could have been a racist. She, anything could have been happening. Well, now she's lost her job. And I've and I had people that I know personally who are like, yeah, I'm so happy about that. What does that do for you? Now she's starving on the street with no home. What, what, how does that help the situation with her being racist or not being racist? Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's absolutely true. And and so we have people losing their jobs 
right? I th- I forgot which owner of which basketball team he made some racial remarks, um, and he was immediately fired. From I, I believe it was I think it was the it wasn't a Lakers, but it was the 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 other LA team, um, and. Why do I know this? I don't know. I don't watch basketball. But basically, he had a Hispanic or a black girlfriend. A person, a, yes. a woman of color is the phrase they use now. Right. And she was dating. No, she was dating someone who was she was a Hispanic dating a black person. He's married. They were in a relationship. She decided to date someone in the process. And he started going on a rant on a, a message about how could you date that kind of guy? Right. And because he was in a lover's tiff and probably said something that was because he was angry, he became a racist and they took his team away. That's it. That's it. He could no longer own the team anymore. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what that has to say about his ability to be an owner, about his, his running the franchise. And I don't even know. Like I said, it's 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 like what what makes you a racist? A racist comment? A racist phrase? A racist tweet? Like I don't know what makes you a racist. Right. I mean, yeah, because I mean, there there are other people. You know, it's so funny. I was watching the other day. You know, like when you think about music, you know how um, you you have certain music artists that use racial slurs all the time, and like nothing happens to them. And yeah. yeah. The, and so, like the same standard is not applied across the board. It's who says it, you know, like, uh, I mean, you have people um, may, that may say, well, if you're black, you can use the N word. But if you're Caucasian or Hispanic, then you can't. And so I, I don't agree with that. <laughs> right. But I mean, there's, you know, there's so like in the classes that I teach, n- nobody could say it. You know, it's it's mm. it's off the table. You know, somebody says it and, you know, they, I take points off their grade for, you know, for swearing. It's, it's it doesn't work. Uh, I don't let anybody use that kind of phraseology in my classes, even if they deem that it's okay um, with the culture. I have to have the same standard across the board. So, you know, if I had if if I had an Asian kid in my class that that used that phraseology, well, then I say, well, it's it's wrong for you. I'm going to dock you, you know. But if I had a, a kid from the Caribbean or whatever, it might, you know, uh, and then. They don't get docked. I mean, come on. That's it's a movable goalpost. It doesn't work. Well, I definitely agree with you. But do do you remember the whole? Once again, you can lose your livelihood, right? And I say job. Sometimes you can lose your livelihood. Sure. Right. Your ability to feed yourself and your family. But it gets even worse. Do you remember the whole statue fiasco of two years ago? Oh yes. That, that's still continuing today, but but it's died down. Do you remember? Do you remember that? Oh, absolutely. They were being pulled down left and right. Now, they, the people who pulled them down didn't own them. They didn't make them. They didn't pay for them. No, but they, I mean, they could just break whatever they want. I mean, imagine if, you know, you had a statue in front of your home. You know, let's say that somebody disagreed with Roman Catholicism and they thought that that was idolatrous. Does that mean that you should go and smash a statue of Joseph or Mary if that's even what they look like, I have no idea. Uh, and then that's okay because you say, well, you know, biblically, you know, they're idols. And so we're going to smash them. No, you have no right to do that. Phil, that's why I keep your statue in my house where it's safe. I don't put it outside. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, we need to cover that statue up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't think about the fact he would scare people away. I didn't think about that part. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, at night, put it out of chasing intruders away. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, some some men that 
uh, were just incredible men of God, but but they were still sinners. They weren't perfect men. What? Yeah. Wait, wait. You're telling people who are believers are imperfect? Absolutely. You, you got to give me an example of that. I don't, I don't believe that. <laughs> Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost, Paul said. And I would say I, I'm before Paul. I'm the foremost. So, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we have uh, Jonathan Edwards. Uh, he had a slave named Venus. And so, you know, they wanted the, the statue of Jonathan Edwards. Boom. Gone. He was the first president of Princeton University. It actually used to be a theological um, long time ago. Long time ago, <laughs> you know. I mean, Jonathan Edwards, America's greatest theologian, uh, wrote "Sinners in Hands of an Angry God." Well, I preached it, and it was turned into a book. What, was he a sinner? Yes. He owned a slave. Yes. Well, we we can't ignore that. We can't run away from it. But that, burn all those biblical things that he wrote. Yes. Burn all those things. So, does that mean that's it? We have to cancel him because. He committed what I guess many in the culture think is the unpardonable sin. He owned a slave. Okay. But the people who are, want to cancel him, if we rummage through their closet, so to speak, what sin would we find? I'm sure that we would find sin, gross sin, but somehow that's okay. We would find adultery. We'd find pornography. Uh, we'd find fornication. We'd find drunkenness, drugs. we find all But that seemingly is no problem. Look, all right. All right, Jonathan. We'll give him Jonathan. But they not messing with my boy George, right? George Whitfield? No. They they took him down, I believe, from uh, Pennsylvania State. What was it? UPenn. Um, and they want him down again uh, because I apparently he uttered some racist words um, and advocated for participating in slavery. But I believe it was either his son or Jonathan Edwards' son that really came hard uh, against slavery. So the godliness of their father, although not everything was perfect in their theology, um, you know, their, their children went on and they, they, they grew in that area. So, so, so think, so, so just talking about it, they literally, that's the, one of the consequences too, we got to talk about. When you cancel an entire person's life, right? Um, everything that he's done, do you know how many things we're going to lose? Do you know how many things? Alexander the Great killed a lot of people. Alexander the Great um, did a lot of things that are reprehensible. But he was a great man of history. His military exploits, the way that he created, without him, there would be no Greek culture. We wouldn't have the Bible as it is written now. Does that mean that he's this great guy we need to emulate? No, but it, if you remove Alexander the Great because he was a warmonger, <laughs> there is no Greek Bible. Right. You know, there, there is no Damascus Road. There isn't. No, there is no interconnection where the gospel could be spread. There are people are all flawed. And then there are going to be some extra flawed people who've done great things. Yeah. You can't just cancel them away, destroy the statue, and act like they never existed. Because at some point, the Dewey Decimal System, I think Dewey had some issues. Yeah, the Decimal Dewey. System wasn't, per- wasn't perfect. But yeah. guess what? That's how we, that was by which we built the background of how we do, um, um, how we do our libraries and everything else. It, we can, you can have a bad person do a, something that uh, that affects society that's practically good sure it's it's possible 
So one of the cancel console things is you can have someone who's a great speaker, great person on TV, a great teacher, uh, a great leader, and all of a sudden, hey, we cancel them. Well, do you know what you've lost? You don't even know what you've lost. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, uh, Martin Luther King Jr., who was named after Martin Luther from the Reformation, um, I mean, he was an adulterer. He was a serial adulterer. You know, I mean, and he was theologically, he, he wasn't a Christian. He denied the resurrection. He denied the virgin birth, which should, should rightly be called the virgin conception. Um, he denied the sinless life of Jesus. I mean, he denied the gospel in that respect. But we can't deny his effect yes. on history. So I would never say, listen, let's bust his statues down wherever they're found. I would never say that. But the group that wants to take down Jonathan Edwards and George Whitfield would not apply the same standard to Martin Luther King Jr. Well, why not? Either the same standard fits across the board or it doesn't. Listen, MLK was a sinner. Whitfield was a sinner. Jonathan's a sinner. Edwards. And and, and so are you and I. You know, but I like what uh, I think it was from Prager University. They wrote real heroes fight real enemies. Fake heroes fight statues. Real heroes cancel racist policies. Fake heroes cancel people. I mean, uh, the policies make no difference. Just start canceling everybody. That's it. <laughs> exactly. it's, it's like, well, why, 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 why try to enact legislation? Why try to to reach across the aisle, so to speak, and educate each other? No, just 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 get rid of that person. Cut them off like a like you cut off a piece of uh, bad skin or something, or you cut off or you pull off a band aid. Yeah, I mean, that's gonna that's gonna work. I was watching this uh, th- this series, uh, The Mandalorian. Because I'm a big Star Wars buff, um, although I'm not into you know the Force and all of that, you know I know that's where that's from. It's kind of a Buddhist Buddhism thing, but I like the storylines of Star Wars, and so the Mandalorian was kind of an offshoot of that. And uh, the woman uh, Gina Carano, she was in the um, in the series, and I believe she was an MMA fighter. So she makes a statement, and then she gets she gets fired, and. And all, all that she basically says was that Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by their children. The post, which originally elsewhere read, because history is edited, most people today don't realize that to get the po- to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily run up thousands of Jews, the government first had to make their own neighborhoods hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? And it doesn't go over well. So she gets canceled and somehow it's deemed anti-Semitic, but actually it was the total opposite. <laughs> wait, 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 you, you t- why was she being factual though? That like, that's not even necessary right now. She doesn't understand. She look, she didn't understand the rules. <laughs> Apparently not. Disney canceled her immediately and she will not be in the upcoming series in the upcoming episodes. She's out. Ha- how we expect it to grow and become unified as a country if anyone who doesn't agree gets kicked out that's that's there's no unification now i do not believe in this like every five seconds oh the right wing nut jobs are gonna destroy the capital okay fine okay you want to believe that that's fine let's explore why that would even be an option for somebody because you're canceling them every five seconds. They have no legitimate outlet to speak. 
And if they do speak, you cut off the YouTube videos. We didn't mention that. They, you know, I'm telling you the, the example of, of the, um, the parlor yes. where they literally yeah. removed them from the network. Right. That's not, even, that's not even canceling. That's eradicating someone. So that means no one can't get to them. It's like taking um, Luther's uh, uh, sign off a thing and, and setting it on fire. There's no place from the post his notes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, and just to peel back very quickly to the Mandalorian, the uh, the co-star, the one who actually plays the Mandalorian, um, he said, you know, things that were um, that were very unbiblical. And I believe he actually has a sister who was transgender or something. And so, you know, it was okay to praise all of that, even though all groups don't agree with that. He he didn't get canceled. Even though you know he he, he made uh, comments that demonized uh, certain groups, so one gets canceled and one doesn't, and it's all what is the cultural narrative? Which yeah, way the is the wind blowing at the moment? And the Bible talks about uneven weights. It's un- whenever it's man-made, the weights are uneven. The standards are wishy-washy, and it just d- depends on the culture and what what's a deemable, um, redeemable at the time. But once again, I want to I didn't, I wouldn't even want to talk about. Um, college campuses um you know that's where i think a lot of this started but the safe spaces because once again you go to college which historically was meant to be a place where you would encounter different foreign ideas where they would teach you how to kind of examine ideas and weigh the merits of the ideas to see what's good and what's bad and then you are supposed to leave there with a liberal education not liberal in the left mentality, but liberal in the sense that it was open to all these different things. And you are going to leave there well-rounded. You're going to be more understanding of the the Indian um, way of living and the African way of living and the 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 Western society and Asian society and how the Greeks did it. And you're supposed to leave there with this well-rounded education. Right. Now it's now it's there are certain things that are going to make you feel uncomfortable. There are certain things that are against what we believe. There are certain things that are going to make you feel icky. And so now we create these safe spaces and these free speech areas, which are really cancel culture areas. They're areas where you just kick people out. And the perfect example of that, not to belabor the point, is when they had a special day set aside for black people. At, I forgot what the university was. And then one of the liberal professors who was down for the cause decided to come to work that day and they just let him have it. And he's like, wait, I'm on your side. And they said, no, 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 this is a time for black people to be by themselves because society is so white and there's so much white things we have to deal with on a daily day is that we need a moment to just be black and to not have anybody white there. And it's just nonsense. Glenn, did you ever need a black moment? (laughs) Uh, No. Like, like, like when you imagine you, you come to the church and then, yeah. you know, or listen, if you're not black, everybody leave. <laughs> it, I, I, uh, sometimes I'll be by myself. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the, you know, and then, like, you might have to have an Asian moment. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and then, like, like oh, where does it end? Every moment but the white moment. <laughs> they, they don't get a moment. <laughs> exactly. They do not get a moment. Yeah. I was watching a video today. I was watching something, and there was this whole skit about, being black and how black this and black that and how wonderful it was to be black and I'm like if they ever did that for a white thing 
it would they would burn the the, the studio down. They would <laughs> it would be the like I don't understand how is it okay to be proud to be black and yet if you're proud to be white, you're a racist, you're white supremacist. I, I don't get it. <laughs> Why would you not want to be proud of the the skin color that you are, the culture, the ethnic group that you are in? It doesn't make sense. Well, I mean, who who created the the skin pigmentation, the DNA, and the ethnic culture into which you were born. I mean, who is the author of that? MTV. Come on. You, that's not even a question. <laughs> Definitely, right? So, I mean, the, the Lord did it, and so you're complaining against what the Lord made. So you're actually pointing your finger of judgment against God himself. Uh, super dangerous. And, yeah. And so, all right, we're telling people in colleges – Listen, go into this special room with your crayons and your, you know, adult coloring book and you can be free from all oppression, you know, <laughs> but then guess what? They got to come out of that room. They can't live in that room. No, we, we, no, but that's the point. They've made the bubble bigger. <laughs> right. Now but- it's it encompasses the whole world. It's like a little rubber room where there's like walls and nothing can touch you. And that's why, and that's why these people are losing their minds. What happens if they do like international business and they go into other cultures? Oh, they're spreading this across. And it's not. Remember, this is not American culture. This is sure modern society culture, and every cult country is facing this right now. We're not the only ones. And you know what country loves stuff like this? China, sure, Iran, because 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 they just change what that formula looks like. Instead of racism and blah, 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 bigotry and whatever, it's anti-communism. Oh, can't have that. Right. Oh, against the 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 Iranian um, uh, religious group. Can't have that. Well, it's the idea that Saudi Arabians aren't the number one. That can't have that. And yeah. you, just, you just go to each culture and you create that metrics because you've already established that there are certain things that are just uncomfortable. And we don't want to subject the children and the people and the old people and anybody to that. And we just get rid of them. Yeah, there's yeah. no debate. Yeah, and it's interesting because even in the in the, in the education system, you know, before people get to college, you know, they 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 lift up Islam, they lift up yoga, and and they want to diminish Christianity. So they have one page. You're not attacking the the, the religion of peace. <laughs> Let's uh, stop that right there. The Islam is the religion. I heard that so many times when I was growing up. It's the religion of peace. I didn't realize you had to put peace behind of a religion. I thought it was just guaranteed that the religious someone who believed in God would be peaceful. But it's the it's the religion of peace. Let's just. I, I didn't mean to cut you, but I just want to make sure we put that out there because that's what I was taught as a young person. Yeah. Christianity, we went in there and we started attacking them during the Crusades. And they, <laughs> they were minding their own business and they're the religion of peace. I was told that the people of Islam were good because even if they allowed Christians to be in their group and they they just taxed them. So it was okay. Yeah. Let, let, see if you can just walk in the middle of Afghanistan and you know you just shut up, set up a church and see if that's okay. Let the Coptic Christians in Egypt learn about this religion of peace. Ooh, yeah. I, I mean, I'll never forget that picture where they were on the beach and they just, they, I mean, they sawed their heads off right right on wow. camera. That's peace. Now, of course, not all Muslims do that. Not all Muslims Of course not. That. Of course not. Of course not. Yeah. But, you, you know, I mean, you can't just say across the board, you know, no. 9-11 was, was not... Um, you know, something that uh, was just in a bubble. I mean, that was that stemmed from, you know, uh, uh, stuff that's written in the Quran. And, and you know, I mean, not everything in the Quran says things like that. 
but, but it does say they kill the infidel. I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you another way that they use cancel culture. It's not just to get lose your job, right? Not just in college campuses, but then this counter narrative is created. So ever since 9/11, and ever since people started saying, "Look, I'm seeing terrorism is usually someone from an Islamic background. It's usually a holy war. It's usually they they, they the religion promotes." Not once again, not everybody. I'm talking about extremists. I'm not even saying that as a as sure. a caveat. It's just true. It's a f- fact that there are billions of Muslims, sure, and they are not doing this. I'm just saying that the, there was a there was a, a point at which a lot of it was from them. And ever since I watch TV shows, I've heard the news. All I've been hearing out is right wing right wing extremists, right? And they they get giddy and they're excited when they find it was some white christian guy who blew something up okay we're not saying islamic muslim people are the only ones who commit crimes they're the only ones who do it sure but it but there but my point and once again i'll be very careful because i you know i know everybody there is a counter narrative now that is only white supremacists and that's the only extreme that's the only thing we should be concerned everything else is fine it's just people disgruntled yeah but if it's a white supremacist or it's a white terrorist that's what that's 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 only people that do terrorism is white people. Yeah, and I'm telling you, if you do not believe me, just turn on TV, just watch NCIS, watch any kind of show, and they're going to prevalently show a white terrorist and a white group and a white. What they usually show, uh, Pastor Phil, is, uh, and do not take my language to mean that I agree with this. That there's some white hillbilly country people who lock themselves off in like a hill area of Montana or some kind of uh, Arizona or some in the backwoods place in the backwoods, <laughs> and then they have guns and they're doing train and do paramilitary, and then they're planning one day to like attack the governor office. That's all I see on TV. Right. Yeah. There's no other groups. Black people don't do terrorism. Asians don't do terrorism. There's no terrorism anywhere except for white people. <laughs> and that's another way to cancel because it brainwashes people to think it's only these people are bad. Yeah, well, that, that actually goes uh, in line um, with uh, the uh, the Mandalorian Gina Carano's uh, article. That's exactly what she was saying. First, yes. you, you have to you have to get the the neighbors demonizing you know this group of people, and then you know there's no there's no place that they can go. Um, mm. It's interesting because even with uh, the church shutdowns, right? We had Governor Cuomo. He 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 wanted the churches they can be open. You know the marijuana dispensaries super, and everything like that. Super, they, look, look, churches are super spreaders, man. When you start prison, <laughs> singing praise the Lord, and that's when the COVID just goes like rampant. <laughs> it fires out when you hit certain yeah. certain hymns. You know, what, a when, mighty when, fortress co- is our uh, coronavirus or something. You know, now, but when, but when but when it's a, a George Floyd protest, nothing. It's it's like COVID took a break. COVID recognizes the seriousness of racism. Right, and then he just stops when 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 President Biden, who was our president, yep, won. They all went out in the streets and they were celebrating, and they were no masks. You know, the mayor of Chicago, Lightfoot, went out. They went out a mask and said it was a special occasion. Well, COVID doesn't care about that, right? Right, and so the preaching of the gospel, the hearing of the gospel, the singing of the gospel, that is not a special occasion. That's a holy. occasion you know and so we had cuomo he tried to you know shut it down we had newsom in la try to shut it down he was you know going after john MacArthur. yeah 
And, I, I think it's still going on, right? It's still like a battle. Yeah, yeah. And and mm-hmm. interesting because there's a um a pastor named James Coates who went to the Master Seminary, went to Canada, and they told him he can only put whatever 10-15% of the people, I believe is the number. And he had everybody in the church because again, the state doesn't have jurisdiction over the church. The state gets that twisted. Biblically, the state does not have a jurisdiction over the church. They took him out in handcuffs and shackled his ankles as if he murdered people in his congregation. Did they Muslim too? Because that that's gonna that's a big COVID thing too. Nope, nope. Oh, I'm gonna get to the some of the uh, Muslims in a second with uh with Mayor de Blasio. But uh James Coates is in a maximum security prison. He's only allowed out one hour a day. I believe he's in isolation so that he can shower and and play or get some exercise. One hour a day. And the only reason, the only way they'll let him out, here's it, here it is. Stop preaching the gospel. Well, if they want you to stop preaching the gospel, they want to cancel you. Exactly. Now, li- well, they, I mean, you can't cancel anybody more than like literally taking them out of society and locking them away in isolation, right? <laughs> Who's going to hear them now? Yeah. Now, a, a, a friend of mine, uh, Andrew Rappaport, which I believe we're going to have at some point on our podcast, who is in charge of the Christian podcast community, which we are a part of. Uh, he sends me this article that I didn't even know happened, but um, New York City under Mayor de Blasio provided 500,000 free halal meals to Muslims during Ramadan. Mm. Um, do you think he provided Passover meals for Jews? Did he provide communion meals for Christians? Well, for the Jews, he locked their uh, their the children's playgrounds and put um, and, and, and locked it and welded it shut. So, no. I don't right. think he did that. And so you got 500,000 free halal meals for Ramadan um, distributed. Remember, COVID, COVID doesn't spread during Ramadan. It didn't. It didn't spread. Right. And so, it's, so a holy, it's a holy time. They can go to food pantry, soup kitchens, and, and they can get all that and, and totally covered by, by the city. Uh, <laughs> but he would never cancel that group. Now, I'm not saying that he should cancel them, but certainly... Um, he would cancel other groups, you know, and, and shut down, you know, they would shut down churches and, and, and things of that nature. So again, it is, uh, it, it's just very hypocritical. Now, what about, I don't know if you, have you ever seen gospel preachers on the streets get canceled? I, I, I know that, I know that we've been, they've tried to cancel us. I know that, um, an example of this would be with with Angela, um, where ah. she was uh, protesting the the abortion, and we've been doing it for many many years, um, religiously, uh, no pun intended. Um, and they they brought a lawsuit against them, saying right. that we say, and and I include a lot of men of our churches too, but pr- pr- specifically um, Angela, and they they basically their argument was that when we go to people and we say, do you know? Where you're gonna go when you die? Right. That we are threatening them, and that we um, are threatening their lives, and that we're, we're that we're we're doing hate speech because we're asking them, do you know what's gonna happen when you die? Everyone's gonna die. What do you say? T- the, the, the statistic is ten out of ten. Ten out of ten people die. Everyone's gonna die. They are. And so when you ask that question, it's they said we're implying that we're gonna help them along. It's like kind of the the phrase. So that 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 
happens. Yeah, you know what I mean? It does. And we have people shouting people down. Didn't they have someone who was trying to take our equipment one time? Oh, yeah. At, at a BLM rally, I just went out and, and preached the gospel. I didn't try to stop the rally, you know, but I don't want you to stop me from preaching the gospel either. We have free speech. And so, you know, some guy tried to steal the amplifier. And a couple years ago, they had this guy that just stood in front of an open air preacher and he just went, ah, and he just wouldn't stop. He just kept that going. And there was another guy. He just kept repeating and it, uh, just so silly. He just kept saying, you have no, you don't have any pancake mix. You got no pancake mix. And he just kept repeating himself. And so <laughs> down the road a piece, another preacher went out and I, and I guess somebody saw the YouTube video and somebody else tried that to a different open air preacher and said, you ain't got no pancake mix. The preacher reached in his backpack. He pulled out pancake mix. <laughs> You gotta always have that with you. you gotta just always in case. have that with you. Absolutely. Just in case. Just in case. But um, you know, I mean, we see it in scripture um all over. And Jesus warned us about this, I believe, in John 15, 18 through 20. Listen to what he says. If the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were one of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you're not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. Uh, Jesus doesn't come along and cancel sinners who repent and trust in him, does he? No, not last time I checked. No. And so uh, uh, Jesus doesn't cancel sinners like George Whitfield. He cancels their sin. Right, right, right. (laughs) <laughs> there, there is there is no repentance if you can't talk to people. There is no repentance if the minute you do something, there's just no way to resolve it. There's no sorry. There's no, okay, he did that 15 years ago, and ever since then, he's been on a straight and narrow. Nope, th- there's no, there. this is the thing. They want to commit adultery, to change genders, to do all kind of things against God, do all kind of things that are reprehensible, and then they want to always be forgiven. Sure. You dig in anybody's you, past, you're going to find sin. So the the people that want to cancel everybody, if we crawl they don't through, want me now, if we crawl through all, you know, where they spent all their money and things that they did and things that they did when they were, you know, seven years old and how they were bullies and all. I mean, you're going to find sin because sinners sin. It shouldn't be a surprise that sinners sin. But it seemed like some sinners can turn around and cancel other sinners, um, but nobody wants them rummaging through their closet and finding the skeletons there, so to speak. Right. And And once again, President Biden is our president. I'm not one of those Christians who is going to bash the president. But I, but by illustration, there are examples of Biden where he was he's he was very good friends with not what we call today white supremacists, but real white supremacists, Ku Klux Klan members, the Grand Klugels of Ku Klux Klan, members, and and he spoke at their 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 funerals. True. Right. And 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 when he was running several years ago, he said an example of him reaching across the aisle was the fact that he was friends with these guys. So but he wasn't canceled. No. He wasn't they, remember, he was somehow passed through the fire and now he is on the right side of history. Okay, well, why why is not everyone afforded that same benefit? That's all I'm saying. Kamala Harris can't Kamala Harris canceled him after she called him a racist, right? She canceled yes, him? Yes. Now they're best buddies. Now she's her proudest moment of her life is to be his running mate. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. 
went went from you're a racist to uh, uh, listen. I'm with you all the way. You yeah. know, and and just as we kind of comb through the book of Acts, you know, we see that they just they preach Christ uh, in Acts chapter eight. Samaria, there was a lot of ethnic tension. They just preached the gospel. Acts 9, 13, 14, gospel, the gospel, the gospel. But the one I want to hone in on is in Acts 17. Paul goes into um, into Athens and Greek culture, and he sees all these idols. He's grieved in his heart. He's, he's moved. He, he's very upset at this. And he doesn't go in and break down their statue and cancel their statue. He doesn't cancel their culture. What does he do? He simply goes in and says, listen, uh, in in previous times, God winked at at your ignorance. But now realize that God is calling all men to repent um, because he's appointed a day in which he'll judge the world. And they were part of the world in righteousness. And so he came with the gospel. He didn't come to cancel their culture, um, even though what they believed in was unbiblical and was idolatrous. He just simply brought the word of God uh, to their culture. And and that's how we got to deal with it. Let's bring the word of God to every culture because every culture needs the word of God. I want to end it with one last example. I think it's going to be helpful to some people. There is a point in the Gospels where they call in Peter, they call in the apostles, and they say, stop preaching about this Jesus. He said, if you stop preaching about Jesus, everything's going to be all to go. And they said, no, who are going to answer to man or to God? And go, what gets happened? They get put in jail, right? That's cancel culture. Sure. Right? We as Christians can't participate in things like that because that's what they did to our Lord. That's what they did to the apostles. That's what, they, that's what they've always done, to arrest someone and put them away. Paul died because he would not stop preaching the gospel. Yeah. And so... It can be seductive when you find out, oh, this guy's a racist. Yeah, you know, I'm glad. Let's let's lock him up. Okay, but being a racist, being a bigot, being a homophobe, being all these kind of things are bad. Yes, I would be against it. But I, but but I, vengeance is what that is. Yes, cancel culture is vengeance. And the last time I checked, vengeance is whose? Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Exactly. And, and we're not God. No. We can ask people to repent of the sins they have towards God and hope that God changes their heart, but that's about it. And we're against it. We're yeah. not cancel culture. We're against it. A Christian should be against it. And we should be loving our neighbors as ourselves. Yeah. I mean, Thomas went to India. He was speared to death by Hindus, another religion that's supposed to be all about peace. You know, and I guess they ripped him apart piece by piece. Um, but, you know, I mean, listen, we all deserve to be canceled by God because we're all sinners. We've all offended the God that has made us. <laughs> but most people don't think they deserve to be canceled. I deserve to be canceled because I've sinned against a holy God and I lived a, a, a God hating life. And then God brought me to the cross and changed my heart and change your heart. And that's what needs to happen. He actually canceled our sin debt against him. And it was paid in full at the cross by Christ. When he said it is finished. That's the cancel that we need. I mean, that's where all this is headed. 
um, 2 Timothy uh, chapter 2 and verse 9 um, says that the word of God cannot be canceled for which I am suffering bound with chains as a criminal. Here it is. But the word of God is not bound yet. The culture is trying to cancel the word of God. The very word of God that they need, they want it out. Um, Christ came to reach us when we were dead. We ought to never lay down our Bibles because the word of God cannot be chained. But use the Bible to preach the gospel and not fear being labeled, called names. And we cannot fear the cancel culture because as it says in Acts 5.29, We must obey God rather than men. So what? What do we do with all of this? Well, here's what we do. We have to apply it. We have to think and live biblically, not simply culturally. So number one, 2 Timothy 2.9, Paul says, For which I am suffering bound with chains, but the word of God is not bound. So we never put our Bibles away. Please never put your Bible down for fear of offending others. Because again, we've offended God and people need to hear from the scriptures. Um, God should have canceled us, but he sent Christ to reach us. Never lay down your Bible for fear of being labeled, called names, or even canceled. Listen, they cannot chain the word of God. Never have been able to, never will be able to. And then finally, we must obey God rather than men. It doesn't matter if they say, listen, your Bible is homophobic and transphobic and and all the phobics that they can come up with. Listen, they don't even understand what they're saying. No, Christians are not afraid of homosexuals, which actually is what homophobic means. We love people. We just want to see them come to Christ. Disagreeing with someone's lifestyle doesn't mean you hate them. You could love someone and still believe that they're living in sin. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He loved us and he brought us to himself. Just as a reminder, the Soul Fishing Ministries shop is open. So come and check out the merchandise on there. You'll be greatly blessed. All the money that is spent on that will go to help our ministry, our mission, and our vision. We're going to be going to the G3 conference. And so we have to purchase a table for $850. Any help that you would like to give will be greatly appreciated at that time. So we can let other people know at the G3 conference about our ministry and hopefully sell some of our products there as well. Well, once again, thank you for taking this time to stop and think about it.